0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. I hope that you're doing well. Uh, This is The Root with Rev Kev, and we get to the root and not just the shoot. And so uh, this particular podcast episode is called Halloween Doors, Portals, and Passageways, This particular episode is called Halloween Doors, Portals, and Passageways. Amen. Let's pray before we get started. Father, I just thank you for this day. I ask that you would minister through this podcast. I ask that you would speak to us and through us, Lord, that you would give me your word to speak to the people who are interested in your word and in the word that you have given me. And so, Lord, I ask that you would move by your spirit, And Lord, that you, Father, would begin to just quicken our understanding to know what the Spirit of God is saying unto the church. And we know that the church is not a building, but it is a group of people who are the ecclesia, who are the called out ones. We who have been called out of darkness, out of the darkness of this world, into your marvelous light. Lord, I thank you that we have understanding through you of the spiritual things that exist in this world and beyond this world. And I thank you, Lord, that we also have understanding of the natural things through you. And Lord, that you have set everything up to work a certain way in this cosmic uh, uh, space. And Lord, you have set up things to work a certain way in this physical realm. And you have set up things to work a certain way in the spiritual realm. Lord, I thank you that they are laws that are governing this natural realm, laws that you have set up, but also the laws of man. And hopefully they are according to your heart and according to your will. And also, Lord, you have set up laws in the spiritual realm. And Lord, you have said in your word that first the natural and then the spiritual. First the natural and then the spiritual. And so, Lord, these laws that you have set up Lord, they govern how the flow of things are in this world. They govern how the flow of things are in this natural realm, and they govern how the flow of things are in the spiritual realm. And I thank you, Lord God, that you have set up these laws so that there can be order. I thank you that you have set up these laws so that there can be order. And Lord, without the laws that you have set up, there would be utter chaos. Things would be not in order, but they would be out of order. And that only brings confusion and chaos. And your word says that you are not the God of confusion. And so, Lord, I thank you right now, Lord. I ask that you would just open up my spirit so that I can receive from your spirit. And Lord, I pray that you would have your way in this podcast this podcast that is called Halloween Doors, uh, 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 Portals, and Passageways, and Lord, help us to know, Lord, that what we do in this physical realm, Lord, will affect our family members, will affect our lives, and will affect our neighbors, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to open our eyes to, to, to bigger and even better things, and Lord, that you would Continue to open our eyes so that we can see the truth. And so I just thank you right now, Lord. I pray that you'd help us not to be deceived by the enemy. But, Lord, that you would help us to be on the straight and narrow and on the right path. And the right path is your path. And so, Lord, I ask that you would do this for us and with us and through us in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you all are doing well. <laughs> As I said uh, already, that this podcast, this particular episode is called Halloween Doors, Portals and Passageways. Amen. That's what this particular podcast episode is entitled. And we all know that uh, this particular uh, a week ago or so that it was Halloween. And which is uh, have been celebrated since uh, uh, since I was a child and before then. Amen. But, you know, when I was a child, we did not have a full understanding of what Halloween was all about, because, number one, uh, I was not fully in the Lord. I was not fully. I believed. But yet there was a there was no Uh, uh, covenant or commitment between me and the infinite one. Amen. The blood of Yeshua, his son, that he shed on the cross until I accepted him as my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. So there were some things that I didn't understand about Halloween. You know, in school they used to uh, have witches in in the class as far as little figments and uh, uh, little, uh, uh, little, um, caricatures or what have you, of witches, and you know, uh, they would have pumpkins, and we would carve out the pumpkins and everything. But how many people understand that you can be doing something that you feel in your heart is totally innocent, but yet in reality, it is not. You can be doing something. That you feel in your heart, it can even be a conviction in your heart that what you're doing is right, but yet it not be right. And a lot of times the 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 uh, gap between doing what is truly right and doing what is error is knowledge. And so when we get knowledge, then it's like a light comes on to understand that what I am doing. It, in other words, it's like it knowledge shows it for what it is, and once you know how what a thing is and how it operates, then you know whether or not you're walking correctly. And uh, I just want to read a passage of scripture as we get started in our podcast, and the scripture is in better sheet or Genesis chapter three, and God gave me this because I did not have anything outlined uh, as far as what I was going to say on this particular podcast. And even when there is something outlined, I still allow the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, practically beg the Holy Spirit to take over. And if there's something that I need to deviate from, then I'll deviate from it. If there's something that I need to go towards, then I'll go towards it or what have you. So my thing is, is that uh, I am not God and only he is God and only he truly knows what he truly wants to say to each and every one of you. Amen. And so in Genesis chapter three, uh, God at this point has created man. He's created woman. He's taken uh, woman out of man. That's why she is called. "woe, man, man with a womb and uh adam when god formed him he was uh you know he had the the uh functions of male and female and uh then god said it is not good for man to be alone but he didn't mean that it's not good for man to be lonely he said alone in other words it's not good for man to be just one you see he 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 knew that it was uh more beneficial for man to be sliced in half. And he take that male side and that female side and make it two which would become one. So <clears throat> the Bible says that God put the man to sleep. He took from him the rib and really the word in Hebrew that's the King James translation of this word but in the Hebrew the word is chamber or side. God took one of Adam's chambers or his side. So that means that he took part of Adam, split him in half and, and fashioned a woman or built a woman out of the man. And so at this point, God has done all of this. He's breathed into man the breath of life. He's also breathed into him his spirit. That is the breath of life. And so and I say that upon the authority of Scripture, because if you read in Hebrews, I'm sorry, in the book of James, when uh, when the writer is talking about faith and he said, faith without works is dead. He said, just as the body without the spirit is dead. So what did God breathe into Adam that came from the Adamar, which is the ground? He breathed into him the Ruach uh, of Kai of life. He breathed into him the spirit of life. That's what God breathed into Adam. And uh, he made Adam from the dust of the earth. He made him into a vessel, you see. And uh, the Bible compares us over and over again to vessels, to living vessels. The Bible over and over again compares us to vessels. Even Paul, the apostle Paul says in the book of Corinthians, or in the book uh, of the church at Corinth, in the book of Corinthians, he says, that uh we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us and so why do we why did god breathe into us his spirit this this treasure why did he breathe that into man why did he breathe him into man him the holy spirit why did he breathe him into man because man is a vessel And if you notice a lot of things, especially in the Middle East and years gone by, centuries gone by, the vessels were made out of clay, which clay comes from where? Out of the ground. You see, it is uh, the vessels that come out of the ground. Things that are made from the ground become uh, 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 um, a lot of times vessels and man himself became a vessel for God's spirit. Now, just as we are a vessel and just as we are made from the ground, just as we are uh, uh, vessels of clay for God. The reverse is also true that Satan is looking for vessels. He's looking for someone that he can fill with his unholy spirit, someone that he can control and someone that he can use as a pawn to get to uh, do his will. He wants to take our will to do his will. And therefore he will benefit from it. Now listen to uh better sheet or Genesis chapter three. Now the serpent was more subtle, which means that he was sneaky, was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman. Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So he puts a question mark in her mind. Now, I am convinced that, and I know that Eve was already there and heard what God said when he told Adam. And and believe me, both of their names was Adam. Later on, Adam gave Eve the name Hava or Eve, which means the mother of life. His, uh, uh, because she is a woman, she became Esha. And because he is a man, he is Ish. you see. So Eve was there when she heard, and she heard what God said. It wasn't like that she thought she heard. No, she heard. Adam heard what God had said. But this is one of the tricks and schemes of the devil. To make you question what you know that you have heard. To make you and I question, I'm not exempt from this when I say you, I mean all of us. To make us question what God has already told us. To question his commandments. To question, did God really mean that? To question, did God surely say this or was I just hearing things? You see, that's one of the tricks and schemes of the enemy. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may uh, eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. See, she, she heard what God said, but of the, tr- of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath not said or rather God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. You see, let me say this, as far as Halloween, as far as witchcraft, as far as necromancy, as far as horoscopes, uh, as far as tarot cards and all those kind of things, there are some things in this world that are off limits. There are some things in this world that are clearly off limits. And God himself has set up laws in this universe that if you do this, then this will happen to you. If you do that, then that will happen to you. And it's not God's fault, but it's our own fault Because we allow the devil to talk to us as Eve allowed the devil to talk to her. She should not have even been having a conversation with the devil. She allowed the enemy of her soul, the enemy of all of our souls to talk to her and to question the God that created her. You know, there's a scripture in Romans that said, shall the thing formed say to the one who formed it, why have you made me thus? You see. And this is what what has tripped up a lot of people to think that they can go beyond the authority of God and do what they want to do and not suffer consequences behind it. There is always consequences for disobeying God, just like there's consequences for obeying God. There is results that happen because we disobey God. And then there is results that happen when we obey God there was one particular place in the former covenant where Moses was talking to the children of Israel and it's a long passage of scripture. And it says that if you obey the voice of God and do these things, then you will come up very high. Your enemy will get down very low. You'll be blessed going in and you'll be blessed coming out. Uh, You'll be blessed in the city and you'll be blessed in the country. You see, Uh, but then You'd go through all these verses of of how that person would be blessed if they obey the covenant of God and keep his covenant, which means to guard and protect it and do it, then they would be all of us would be blessed in some way. But the opposite is all also true that if just like the scripture said, if you read and keep reading that. But he says, but if you do not obey the voice of God. And do that which you have been for, uh, been for forbidden, so to speak. I'm not reading uh, word for word, but if you do that which you have been forbidden to do, then you will be cursed. Your enemy will get up very high and you will come down very low, you see. And some people wonder why that they cannot get where they really want to be or where, this, where the word of God says that they can be. You see, it's because we cannot expect to be blessed when our actions are contrary to the commandments of God. We cannot. We we many times curse our own selves. And I was debating on whether to say this or not, but I'll go ahead and put it in there that God does not send anyone to hell. Because right now we're not particularly talking specifically about hell. But God does not send anyone to hell. People say, "Well, if God is love, why would He send him to? No, we send ourselves to hell by disobeying god there's there's rules, there's regulations there there's stipulations there 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 is precepts, there is all of these things that God has set up to keep us from uh hell and keep us from destruction. But when we do just the opposite of what He said to do, then we'll just automatically. Reap whatever the result is of that particular action. You see, God has already set it up that way. And so the woman that we're talking about, Hava or Eve, uh, said, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Genesis, or better, she chapter three, verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God have, uh, God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, this, the second trick of the, of the enemy is to make us think that God is not telling us the whole truth about whatever it is, that God is not telling us the whole truth. He caused Eve or Hava to question God and uh, his authority uh, and the validity of what he was saying to her. And uh, then also the the results of the thing that God said would happen. But then also he causes her uh, or desires for her to question uh, uh, see, I kind of lost my thought a little bit. Uh, that she was, uh, that she was, that somehow, that this fruit was going to give her something that she was missing out on something. In other words, the enemy tried to convince Hava that she was missing out on something, and that God was, might as well say, he was saying that God was saying that. uh I'm sorry that that she would miss out on something and that God was the reason why she was going to miss out on it. In other words, if she would listen to God, then she's going to miss out on something. And the reason why she would miss out on it is listening to him. You see. All right. Verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. So who are we going to listen to? Are we going to listen to Satan or are we going to listen to God? Now, some people may say, well, I don't see Satan's name there in the book of Sheet in Genesis chapter three. I don't see his name. I see a serpent. You see, when you read the Bible and when you study the Bible, you will find in the book of Revelation that one of the names of Satan is a serpent, that old serpent. He's also called the dragon. You see, but one of his names and one of his uh, 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 one of the symbolisms that's used for him is the serpent. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. But remember that the Bible says that he was more subtle and crafty than any beast of the field. You see, and Satan was dressing this up for her. Satan is not just going to come and show you his hand and tell you this is my agenda. This is why uh, you this is why you should carve this pumpkin. This is why you should put this casket in your front yard. This is why you should put, um, you know, the the uh, clowns and uh, evil clowns. And uh, this is why you should put uh, different uh, movie figures, uh, uh, horror movie figures in your yard. He is not going to come and tell you that. You see, because the devil, remember, the Bible says that he, the serpent, was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he is crafty. And he's not going to tell you that because he has many entrapments, but he's not going to expose his own self. You see, and that's why we have the word of God to expose the enemy, to expose the devil. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right here on this podcast to expose the devil. Now, I'm not naive to believe that there are some people who are going to think that I am out of my mind or whatever. And I'm not naive to to, uh, believe that there are not some people that's going to say, I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it. This is my life and I can do whatever I want to do. And you're right. And you will suffer the consequences of doing what you want to do. When it is contrary to the will, the word, and the desire of Almighty God, the infinite one. In verse 5 of Genesis chapter uh, 3, he says, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God doth know. So God knows what he's telling you and he knows what's going to happen if you do it. And what God told them was going to happen and what Satan told them was going to happen was two different things. Because God said in the day that you eat your eye, your eyes are going to be open, but you're going to die. Death is going to be introduced into the world as you as we as we can read in, in Romans chapter five, that through uh, Adam's sin, death entered the world and death passed upon all men. That means woman and man. And then then in uh, Genesis chapter three, verse number five, he says, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil. This is what's behind all of this Satanism and all of this witchcraft. And all of this Halloween stuff and all of that kind of thing. One number one is manipulation. That uh witches and warlocks and, and uh uh necromancers and all these other people use these things to try to manipulate other people. And the other thing is that is behind it, the main thing that is behind it, is that these people want to be God. Little G. They want to be. God. They want to be in control of their own destinies. They want to be in control of their own lives. They want to be in control of their environment. They want to be in control of everything. And no, there's only one person or one spiritual being that is in complete control. And that is the infinite one. yud Vavhe. vav Amen. And then in uh, Genesis chapter 3... Verse number six, it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it uh, was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And so the woman listened to the serpent. She listened to HaSatan <clears throat> and begin to not now the serpent, the Bible doesn't say that the serpent was still right there, but the serpent had said enough and said what he wanted to say. He had already planted the seeds in her mind. And then she began to talk to herself, you see, and began to meditate on that tree, which, number one, I said she should not have never had any conversation with the devil. And also she should not ever have meditated on his suggestions you see and so let's move on okay and then uh in let me see i think i already read verse six but we'll read it again and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Now, I mean, it just keeps rolling over and over again in my in my spirit that people that mess with the occult and with witchcraft and necromancy and tarot cards and all of that kind of stuff. They they really, truly believe that there is something that they that has been that they can get out of it there's something that is of benefit to them in it but as i said before when we touch that which god has said not to touch yeah he already clearly said not not to uh not to let a witch live you see and now i'm not let me put this out there i'm not advocating killing a witch no i am not But the thing is, is that he said, uh, and that just shows you the severity of how God feels about witchcraft and about uh, uh, demonism and and Satanism and all that kind of stuff. That shows you how God feels. He feels very strongly about it because there is only one God, him. All right. uh, Verse number seven says, and the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked. You see, God had already blessed Adam. He had already blessed Hava. He had already blessed both of them. But then uh, she listened to to the serpent, listened to the devil. And now not only has she eaten of the tree, but he has also eaten of the tree. And the results of what the consequences of what happened to them was not God's fault. If there's something and there will be something that uh uh is of significant consequence by messing and by dabbling in witchcraft and in the occult and in Halloween and all those other kind of things, there will be consequences, and whatever those consequences are, it is not God's fault because God had already told them he had already set. Uh, boundaries and perimeters and gave them his law, his law. no, And I know that the law was given by Moses, but God's word, everything he says is law, is to be followed, you see. And when he told them not to eat of that tree, leave that tree alone. You can eat of every other tree, but leave that one alone. That was law. That was his law. That was what they were supposed to live by because the word of God also says that man shall not live By bread alone, not just by the things that we consume, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is what should govern our lives and what we do. Should we indulge in Halloween? What does the word of God say about uh, dabbling in in spiritism, about dabbling in uh, necromancy, about dabbling in, uh, uh, you know, uh uh, uh 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 astrology and stargazing and all that kind of stuff you know the bible clearly talks about it. what does it talk about what does the bible say about dealing with dead people you see what i'm saying matter of fact if anyone that was a part of the congregation in in uh in the wilderness when the children of of uh israel were going through the wilderness and they had set up the tent of meeting the place where god met with them for a sacrifice, and so that his presence could be among them. If anyone had touched a dead body, they were supposed to be cut off from their people. They could no longer be a part of that community. They were to be cut off because they had touched a dead body. That's how strongly God feels about it, that if anybody dabbles in witchcraft and the occult and all that kind of stuff, then they are to be cut off. Now, you say that that was the Old Testament, Old Covenant, the former covenant or what have you. So, you know, some people go with that argument. Well, no, that's not for today and all that kind of stuff. You know, but the Bible said Jesus, Yeshua himself said that he said, I have not come to destroy the law, but I have come to fulfill the law. And what did he he mean when he said that he came to fulfill the law? The law to fill up is what it meant to fill up the law. In other words, he came so that we can not only have the word of the law, but so that we could have the significance of what those words are talking about. This is what it meant when Jesus said that he have not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Amen. And so uh, here, Adam and Eve were naked. Let me tell you something. When we dabble with the things that belong to Satan, we all will become naked. In other words, that we will lose what God has given us, his glory. We will lose uh, uh, what God has given us, morals. We will lose what God has given us, his presence, because Adam and Eve or Hava were put out of the garden. And God had already told them that if you do this, you shall surely die. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. There are people hiding right now because they know that they uh, partook in some Halloween or in some seance or in something else that they know as a believer that they were not supposed to take part in. It says, and the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? A broken fellowship is what we have right here. Where art thou? And uh, it says, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And I hid myself. And he said, who told, this is the Lord speaking, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And this is what Adam said, the man, Ish. He says, and the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Adam blamed Hava. Said this the woman, but not only did he blame Hava, but he also blamed Yudhe Vavi, the uh, infinite one, God Himself. He says, and the man said, the woman is her fault, whom thou gavest to be with me is your fault, you gave her to be with me, <laughs> and and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent, it's the serpent's fault. That's whose fault it is, the serpent. He beguiled me and I did eat and the Lord God said unto the serpent because thou hast done this thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So he cursed the serpent and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. And so we find out that not only was Eve going to have children, but there were going to be children that were going to be born to Hasatan, to Satan. And the woman, uh, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And in uh, in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee and unto Adam he said because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree of which i commanded thee saying thou shalt not eat of it cursed is the ground for thy sake in sorrow shalt thou eat of the of it all the days of thy life thorns and thistles shall it bring forth unto thee or to thee and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face and thou and, and excuse me, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return unto dust you shall return and Adam called the name of his wife Eve for she is the mother of all living unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and uh, clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken, So he drove out the man and he placed uh, at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And so uh, Adam suffered some terrible consequences. Eve suffered terrible consequences. The serpent suffered terrible consequences because when we indulge in the occult. And when we indulge in uh, and when I say the occult, the Bible right there is talking about Satan. He's talking about the master of the occult, Uh, you know, and occult simply means that which is hidden. And so when we deal in those things and in the in the suggestions of Satan and in the promptings of Satan and in, in, in the will of Satan, then we will wind up suffering terrible consequences just like Adam and Eve did, you see. And God had already set up laws, perimeters. And in our lives today, God has already set up laws and perimeters. And when we dabble in things that God said not to dabble in, then we will suffer consequences. Now, let me read a little bit uh, of the history of Halloween. It says the uh, the origin of the phrase, well, the phrase trick-or-treat, it is an American tradition, but its origin lie in medieval Europe. That's what you hear a lot of times at Halloween, trick-or-treat, give me something to eat, amen. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Uh, It is pronounced saw-in. The Celts who lived 2000 years ago, mostly uh, in, the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom and Northern France celebrated their new year on November 1st. The festival of Samhain came at the summer's end paired with the feast of Beltane, which celebrated the life giving generate generating powers of the sun. Samhain beckoned the winter and the dark nights ahead. And so this, Halloween stuff had to do with uh, uh, worshiping or celebrating uh, a feast, which had to do with the life-giving or life-generating powers of the sun, instead of the power and life-giving uh, power of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. It said uh, now the, the question is, who were the Celts? They were, or are a collection of Indo-European people in Europe and Antolia. Uh, who were they? The Britons, the Broy, the, uh, the uh, Celtabeans, uh, they have some funny names, but the Gaels, the Gales, the, Ga- uh, Galus, the and the uh, Galatians and the Lapanti. Lep- 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 However you pronounce that. The Celts were uh, grouped as barbarians. A barbarian is someone who is perceived to be either uncivilized or primitive. The Celts were a collection of tribes with origins in Central Europe that uh, shared a similar language, religious beliefs, traditions and culture. Uh let me read a little bit more here before we close. And so the origins of Halloween begins, as I have stated. Uh, Let's further consider that the word appears as the title of Robert Burns' Halloween, 1785. It was a poem that was written in 1785 or came out in 1785, a poem traditionally recited by Scots, those who were Scots. Uh, The word Halloween or Hallowen, as uh means saints evening it is the equivalent to all hallows eve this is a so called christian origin a thing by the western church the western christianity uh spoken of here is the latin church protestant protestantism i'm sorry protestantism uh independent catholicism restorationism, and St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City, the largest church building in the world today. And so this tradition of Halloween was uh, started over in Europe. It is a European celebration of Satan, basically. And so, you know, when, when we look at these things, and as I said, you know, God has... He has laws that is already set up. And as I stated at the beginning, and I'll say it again, there are some people who will listen to this podcast and say away with it. I can do what I want to do. Who is he to tell me about Halloween? I've been celebrating Halloween all my life. And now this preacher is trying to tell me how to how to how to uh, how to respond to Halloween. Well, I'm not only telling you that, but I'm telling you and sharing with you how we should respond to the the laws of God because there are spiritual laws that are set up in this world by God. And there are consequences of not keeping those laws. And there are also satanic laws that are set up. You see, Satan is not going to give you anything and just scot-free just give it to you and let you have it no if you're going to indulge in the powers of satan then he is going to want something for that you see he you you think that uh that uh that uh man just came up with the term this for that no satan already had that uh already had that uh lined out a long time ago he already had it lined out a long time ago So if you don't believe what I'm saying, uh, let me see that. And I always if you've listened to this podcast any amount of time, you know that I like to use and will use the word of God to back up what I'm saying, because I'm not going to say anything, knowingly say anything apart from the word of God In Matthew chapter four. It said then uh, was Jesus led up by of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward and hungered he was hungry and when the tempter came to him he said if thou be the son of god command these stones to be turned into bread then he said but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by the by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god Then in Matthew chapter, the same chapter, chapter four, verse five, then the devil taketh him up into a holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down for it is written, (coughs) excuse me, he shall give his angels, talking about God shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands, they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, it is written, uh, again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh them up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and, what did he, and the glory of them. And what did he say? He said unto him, all these will I give thee, will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. He said, I'll give you all this if there's a condition. He said, I'll give you all this if you will fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence or get, be- get to the hinder part. Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now, uh, it says now when Jesus had heard that, I'm sorry, let me not read that. However, I thought it was something else right there. There's another, uh, place where this same scenario, when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, by the devil, uh, is also there, but it says, and the enemy left him until a more opportune time. The devil never leaves totally forever. You see, until that day when Jesus is going to cast him into the pit, into the lake of fire. But this is the thing that the devil uh, left him until a more opportune time. But Jesus says, uh, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. He did not entertain Satan like Eve did, but he, you know, he, he said it is written. You know, he he held on to the word of God. Unlike Eve, Eve did not hold on to the word of God. She held on to what Satan had told her. And then she began to talk to herself and begin to meditate on the fruit. You see, and then she suffered her and her husband suffered terrible consequences. And this is another thing the devil said to Jesus. He said, all this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. Satan wants to be God. He wants to be worshiped. He wants to be like God. And if you read in Ezekiel, I believe it's chapter 18, you'll see that Satan wants to be like God. He wants to be equal with God, but he will never, ever, 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 ever be equal with God. God will not allow that. God will not allow him to be uh, worshiped and to be God, because only one is God, and that is the infinite one, Hashem, yud Vavhei. vav he. And so as we look at the rest of our podcast episodes dealing with uh, uh, Halloween doors, portals, and passageways, uh, we're going to deal with some other things, maybe a few other things about Halloween, and then we're going to move on to some other stuff. Amen. And so if you want to write to me uh, uh contact me it is Revkev and the root 2020 at gmail.com Revkev and the root 2020 at gmail.com Father I ask that you would uh, seal this word in the hearts of the of the listeners and Lord that you would use this word to speak to people who are innocently maybe doing Halloween and doing many other things horoscopes or whatever else and think that it's all right and think that it's innocent but it's not Lord, I pray that you would use this podcast to speak to them also. And I pray that you would save lives and save souls in the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Until next time, God bless you.